0: Mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm Other Jen. And I'm Kim. And we're the... Drunk Dracula Gals. Drunk Dracula Dracula
1: Gals. Gals. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm vaping, but I'm not not saying I'm vaping.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) uh, you know, at at this point with chapter 26 of Bram Stoker's Dracula, I wouldn't blame (laughs) you. Thank you. For real. Yep. So it's been Vape Tober, Drunk Tober, October. <laughs> Picking
1: shards of glass out of your hair, but make it Fashion Tober. <laughs> yeah. <right>.
0: Sparkle. <laughs> yeah. The forces of evil are arrayed against us, but we will record. Yay. Yeah, that's right. So here <laughs> Where we go. Are we? Um, yeah. Back to somewhere between Varna and Galatz. Ha ha. <laughs> Yep, so it's the recap. Okay. Yay! And it's the chapter 25. You sound
1: sure about that, yay.
0: (laughs) You know, I would be unsure about it too because just when you think things couldn't get any worse because at least we were done with the boxes, right? Ha ha, jokes on you because it's now about traveling. There's a reason Expedia was invented. But first, Mina takes a page from Van Helsing's emotional manipulation manual and makes the guys pretend it's her funeral. At least she gets something out of it because between the incipient narcolepsy and being used as a shortwave radio to Dracula, she's not having much fun. There's a whole lot of nothing about telegrams paperwork and paying off the local officials that surprise all comes to nothing because the count actually outsmarted them despite having child brain Uh. (laughs) Van Helsing gives us the 19th century phrenology version of criminal psychology and only Mina gets it and actually puts it into real words that aren't on fire and screaming all this is (laughs) happening because they should be focusing on how to get to Galatz but whatever Van Helsing clearly has a plan or something anyway carry on
2: Oh, fun. I actually needed that recap today. It's been right. quite a day,
1: right? Like, yesterday was a long time ago.
2: It was so oh, long. It was ago. a drunktober ago. It was. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start out with Dr. Seward's diary. 29 October. This is written in the train from Varna to Galatz. 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 We'll go with that. Galats. I don't know. Last night, we all assembled a little before the time of sunset. Each of us had done his work as well as he could. So far as thought and endeavor and opportunity go, we are prepared for the whole of our journey. Are you sure about for- that? <laughs> <laughs> and for our work when we get to Galots. If you say so, honey. <laughs> When the usual time came around, Mrs. Harker prepared herself for her hypnotic effort. And after a longer and more serious effort on the part of Van Helsing than has been usually necessary, she sank into the trance. Usually she speaks on a hint, but this time the professor had to ask her questions and to ask them pretty resolutely before he could learn anything. At last, her answer came... I can see nothing we're
1: still there, no <laughs> waves waves lapping, but only a steady swirl of water softly running against the hawser. I can hear men's voices calling near and far, the rolling creek of Oz and the roll and creak of oars and the rowlocks. A gun is fired somewhere. The echo of it seems far away. There's tramping of feet overhead, and ropes and chains are dragged along. What is this? There's a gleam of light. I can feel the air blowing upon me. Here,
2: she stopped. I'd she like to thank the members of the Academy for voting. <laughs> <laughs> she had risen av- as if impulsively from where she lay on the sofa and raised both her hands, palms upwards, as if lifting a weight. Hmm. Van Helsing <laughs> and I looked at each other with understanding. Quincy raised his eyebrows slightly and looked at her intently Dirt. whilst Hark Harker's hand instinctively <laughs> closed around the hilt of his kukri. What the fuck is he going to like? Draw it on me? Stab- yeah? He's
1: going to stab the air.
2: <laughs> yeah. There was a long pause. We all knew that the time when she could speak was passing, but we felt that it was useless to say anything. Suddenly, she sat up, and as she opened her eyes, she said sweetly, "Would none of you like a cup of tea? <laughs> you all must be so
1: tired." <laughs>
2: We could only make her happy, and so acquiesced. She bustled off to get tea. When she had gone, Van
0: Helsing said, "'You see, my friends, he is close to land. He has left his earth chest.' But he has yet to come on the shore, eh? Huh? In the night he may lie hidden somewhere, but if he be not carried on shore if, or if the sh- ship do not touch it, he cannot achieve the land. In such case he can, if it be in the night, change his form and can jump or fly on shore as he did it Whitby. be. But if the day come before he get on shore, then unless he be carried he cannot escape, and if he be carried, then the customs men may discover what the box contain. Thus in fine, if he escape, not on shore tonight or before the dawn. (laughs) There will be the whole (laughs) (laughs) shape. We may arrive in time, for if he escaped not at night, then we shall come upon him in the daytime, boxed up and at our mercy, for he dare not be his true self, awake and visible, lest he be discovered.
1: This is very similar to how I got out of my first marriage.
0: (laughs) Same.
2: There was no more to be said. (laughs) Thank God. I think that's a lie. (laughs) So we waited in patience until the dawn, at which time we might learn more from Mrs. Harker. Early this morning, we listened with breathless anxiety for her response in her trance. The hypnotic stage was even longer in coming than before, and when it came, the time remaining until full sunrise was so short that we began to despair. Van Helsing seemed to throw his whole soul into the effort. At last, in obedience to his will, she made reply, all is dark.
1: I hear lapping water level with me and
2: some creaking as of wood on wood. She paused and the red sun shot up. We must wait till tonight. And so it is that we are traveling towards Galatz in an agony of expectation. We are due to arrive between two and three in the morning, but already at Bucharest, we are three hours late, so we cannot possibly get in till well after sunup. Thus, we shall have two more hypnotic messages from Mrs. Harker. Either or both may possibly throw more light on what is happening. (laughs) Neither is also an option. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Later. "'Sunset has come and gone. Fortunately, it came at a time when there was no distraction, for had it occurred whilst we were at a station, we might not have secured the necessary calm and isolation. Mrs. Harker yielded to the hypnotic influence even less readily than this morning. I am in fear that her power of reading the Count's sensations may die away just when we want it most. It seems to me that her imagination is beginning to work.' Whilst she has been in the trance, hitherto she has confined herself to the simplest of facts. If this goes on, it may ultimately mislead us. If I thought that the Count's power over her would die away equally with her power of knowledge, it would be a happy thought, but I am afraid that it may not be so. When she did speak, her words were enigmatical." Something is going out. I can feel it past me
1: like a cold wind. I can hear far off, confused sounds as of men talking in strange tongues. Fierce falling water and the howling of wolves.
0: I'm I'm getting a John. Is there a John in the audience? (laughs) John, John, who had a father or has a father or might be a father. Be a father.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She stopped and a shudder ran through her, increasing in intensity for a few seconds till at the end she shook as though in a palsy.
1: Did she smoke a cigarette afterwards?
2: (laughs) (laughs) She said no more, even in answer to the professor's imperative questioning. When she woke from the trance, she was cold and exhausted and languid, but her mind was all alert. She could not remember anything, but asked what she had said. When she was told, she pondered over it deeply for a long time and in silence. 30 October, 7 a.m. We are near Galatz now and I may have I may not have time to write later. Sunrise this morning was anxiously looked for by us all, knowing of the increasing difficulty of procuring the hypnotic trance, Van Helsing began his passes earlier than usual. They produced no effect, however, until the regular time when she yielded with a still greater difficulty only a minute before the sun rose. The professor lost no time in his questioning. Her answer came with equal quickness.
1: All is dark. I hear water swirling by a level with my ears and the creaking of wood on wood. Cattle
2: low, far off. There's another sound, a queer one, like... She stopped and grew white and whiter still. Go on, speak, speak, I command you, said Van Helsing in an agonized voice. At the same time, there was despair in his eyes, for the risen sun was reddening even Mrs. Harker's pale face. She opened her eyes, and we all started, as she said, (gasps) sweetly and seemingly at the utmost unconcern.
1: Oh, Professor, why do you ask me to do what you know I can't? I don't remember anything.
2: Then, seeing the look of amazement on our faces, she said, turning from one to the other with a troubled look...
1: What have I said? What have I done? I know nothing. Only that I was lying here half asleep and heard you say, go on. Speak. I command
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) It seems so funny to hear you order me about as if I were a bad child. Oh, Madame Mina. Why why didn't I not say dear madame this mother, time? I yeah. don't know. But it is proof, <laughs> if proof be needed, of how I love and honor you when a word for your good, spoken more earnest than ever, can seem so strange because it is order to it, it is to order her whom I am proud to obey. The whistles are sounding. We are
2: nearing galats. We are on fire with anxiety and eagerness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Mina Hawker's Journal, 30 October. Mr. Morris took me to the hotel where our rooms had been ordered by telegraph, Be he being the one who could best be spared, since he does not speak any foreign language. <laughs> the forces were distributed much as they had been at Varna, except that Lord Godalming went to the vice council as his rank might serve as an intermediate guarantee of some sort to the official, we being in extreme hurry. Jonathan and the two doctors went to the shipping agent to learn the particulars of the arrival of Tsarina Catherine. Later, Lord Godalming has returned. The consul is away, and the vice consul is sick. He probably has COVID, so the teamwork (laughs) has been attended to by a clerk. He's very obliging and offered to do anything in his
2: power. Jonathan Harker's Journal, 30 October. At 9 o'clock, Dr. Van Helsing, Dr. Seward, and I called on messengers Mackenzie and Steinkoff, the agents of the London firm of Hapgood. They had received a wire from London in answer to Lord Godalming's telegraph request, asking us to show them any civility in their power. They were more than kind and courteous and took us at once on board the Zarina Catherine, which lay at anchor out in the river harbor. There, we saw the captain, Donaldson by name, who told us of his voyage. He said that in all his life, he had never had so favorable a run.
1: Godspeed, Kate, right now. (laughs) God help me. God bless you. It's Mr.
0: Swale's Redux.
1: Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Man, but it made us a for we expect we should have to pay with it for Pay for it with some rare piece of ill luck so as to keep up the average. It's no canny to run fray London to the Black Sea with a wind behind ye as though Dell himself were blowing on your sail for his ain purpose. Yeah. And at the time we could no spear a thing. Gin, we were nigh a ship or a port or a headland. A fog fell on us and travelled with us till when after. Sorry, Meadow? <laughs> Got a dog interrupting. <laughs> it a bad dog, like Mina. It had lifted, and
1: we were looked out. How dare you?
0: <laughs> the devil, a thing we could see. We ran by Gibraltar without we being able to signal until we came to the Dardanelles and had to wait to get our permit to pass. We never were within hail of aught. At first, I was inclined to slack off sail and beat about till the fog was lifted. But whilst I thought if the devil himself was minded to get us into the Black Sea quick, he was like to do it whether we would or no. If we had a quick uh, voyage, it would be to our not be to our miscredit with the owners, or no hurt to our traffic, and the old mon who had served his ain purpose would be decently grateful for us to not not hindering him. <laughs> Huh. meadow just wants to input the the
2: howling wolf sound that's all yeah in her best way she can oh, Please, i'm <laughs> going to open the door okay
0: all
1: right meadow. Out. Um, my two cats were having an extremely dramatic back. but not quite as loud yeah. fight yeah. right behind is, me so oh my god this is real back.
2: life real life here this mm-hmm. is the whole this is how this goes down that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right this mixture of simplicity and cunning of superstition and commercial reasoning aroused Van
0: Helsing, who said, "My friend, that devil is more clever than he is taught by some, and he know when he meet his match." The skipper was not displeased with the compliment and went on. When we got past the bus first, the men began to grumble. Some of them, the Romanians, came and asked me to heave overboard a big box which had just been put on board by a queer-looking old man just before we had started for London. I had seen them spear at the fella and put out their twa fingers when they saw him to guard against the evil eye. Heavy metal hands. Uh, man, but the superstition of the foreigners is perfectly ridiculous. I sent them about their business pretty quick, but... As just after a fog closed in on us, I felt a wee bit as they did, and, and inch something, though I wouldn't say it was again the big box. Well, on we went, and as the fog didn't let up for five days, I just let the wind carry us, for if the devil himself wanted to get somewhere as well, he would fetch it up eight. And if he didn't, well, we'd keep a sharp lookout anyhow. Sure enough, we had a fair way and deep water all the time. And two days ago, when the morning sun came up through the fog, we found ourselves just in the river opposite Galatz. The Romanians were wild and wanted me right or wrong to take out the box and fling it into the river. I had to argue with them about it and with a handspike. And when the last of them rose off the deck with his head in his hand... It- <laughs> I beat the crap out of it. Yeah, you need to unionize, fellas. Right. Yeah. I Are convinced real. them that ill I or no I, the property and the trust of my owners were better in my hands than in the river Danube. They had, mm. mind you, taken the box on the deck, ready to fling in, and as it was marked Galatz via Varna, I thought I'd let it lie till we discharged it in the port and get rid of it altogether. We didn't do much clearing that day and had to remain all the night at anchor. But in the morning, broad and early, an hour before sunup, a man came aboard with an order written to him from England to receive a box marked for one Count Dracula. Sure enough the man was one ready to his hand. He had his papers on eat right, and right glad I was to be rid of the damn thing, for I was beginning myself to feel uneasy about it. If the devil did had any luggage aboard the ship, I'm thinking it was none other than that same. Doctor Van Helsing oh, asked with- done." <laughs> <laughs> Van Helsing asked with restrained
2: eagerness. What was the name of the man who took it? I'll be telling you right quick. Stepping down to his cabin, he produced a receipt signed, Emmanuel Hildesheim. Uh-oh. <laughs> 16 was the address. We found out that this was all the captain knew, so with thanks, we came away. Chairs, mate! <laughs> <laughs> we found Hildesheim in his office, a Hebrew of rather the Adelphi theater type, with a nose like a sheep and a fez. Are we okay. really
0: doing this? <laughs> I
2: have to take a walk around the block. Jim is so triggered. <laughs> oh
0: I, my God. This
2: all goes over my head. I don't yeah, understand, let's just say
0: I, 19th century racist anti Semitic stereotypes. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think people I, aren't I, like that anymore. Yeah, oh, never heard it recently. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> His arguments were pointed with specie, we doing the punctuation, and with a little no. bargaining, he told us what he knew. This turned out to be simple but important. He had received a letter from Mr. DeVille of London telling him to receive, (laughs) if possible before sunrise, so as to avoid customs, a box which would arrive at Galatz in the Tsarina Catherine. This he was to give in charge to a certain Petrov Skinsky, who dealt with the Slovaks who traded down the river to the port. He had been paid for his work by an English banknote, which had been duly cashed for gold at the Danube International Bank. When Skinsky had come to him, he had taken him to the ship and handed over the box so as to save porterage. That was all he knew. We then sought for Skinsky, but were unable to find him. One of his neighbors, who did not seem to bear him any affection, said that he had gone away two days before. No one knew whither. This was corroborated by his landlord, who had received by messenger the key of the house together with the rent due in English money. This had been between 10 and 11 o'clock last night. We were at a standstill again. Whilst we were talking, one came running and breathlessly gasped out that the body of Skinsky had been found inside the wall of the churchyard of St. Peter and that the throat had been torn open as if by some wild animal. Those we had been speaking with ran off to see the horror, the women crying out,
0: This is the work of a Slovak!
2: Oh boy! <laughs> we hurried away lest we should have been in some way drawn into the affair and so detained. As we came home, we could arrive at no definite conclusion. We were all convinced that the box was on its way by water to somewhere, but where that might be, we would have to discover. With heavy hearts, we came home to the hotel to Mina. When we met together, the first thing was to consult as to taking Mina again into our confidence. Things are getting desperate and it is at least a chance, though a hazardous one. As a preliminary step, I was released from my promise by her. I'm sorry, I had to take a sip of water because this oh, is going to yeah. go on for
1: a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is a long one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nina okay. Hawke's journal. 30 October evening. They were so tired and worn out and dispirited that there was nothing to be done till they had some rest. So I asked them all to lie down for half an hour whilst I should enter everything up to the moment. I feel so grateful to the man who invented the traveler's typewriter and to Mr. Morris for getting me one. I should have felt quite astray doing the work if I had to write with a pen like a peasant. (laughs) It is all done. Poor, dear, dear Jonathan. What he must have suffered was he must be suffering now. He lies on the sofa, hardly seeming to breathe, and his whole body appears in collapse. His brows are knit. His face is drawn with pain. Poor fellow. Maybe he's thinking, and I can see his face all wrinkled up with the concentration of his thoughts. Oh, if I could only help at all, I shall do what I can. I have asked Dr. Van Helsing, and he's got me all the papers that I have not seen yet. While they are resting, I shall go over it all carefully, and perhaps I might come to some conclusion. I shall try to follow the professor's example and think without prejudice on the facts before me. I do believe that under God's providence, I have made a discovery. I shall get the maps and look over them. I am more sure than ever that I am right. Ding, ding, ding. My new- <laughs> My new conclusion is ready, so I shall get our party together and read it. They can judge it as well to be accurate, and every minute is precious. Mina Hawke's memorandum entered in a journal. I this one has this. bullet points. I just I love this yeah. part.
0: Mina finally, like. <laughs> she breaks it down for the bitches. Yep. <laughs> Sit Ground down, of boys. Inquiry.
1: Ground <laughs> of inquiry. Count Dracula's problem is to get back to his own place. A, he must be brought back by someone. This is evident, for he has power to move himself as he wished. He could either go as man or wolf or bat or in some other way. He evidently fears discovery or interference in the state of helplessness in which he must be confined, as he is between dawn and sunset in his wooden box. B, how is he to be taken? Here is the process of exclusions may help us. By road, by rail, by water, by road. There are endless difficulties, especially in leaving the city. Uh, Subtitle X. <laughs> there great. are people and people are curious and investigate a hint to surmise a doubt as to what might be in the box would destroy him why there are or they may be customs and octroi officials to pass z his pursuers might follow this is his highest fear and in order to prevent his being betrayed he is repelled so far as he can even his victim Me. two by rail there's no one in charge of the box. It would have to take its chance of being delayed, and delay would be fatal with enemies on the track. True, he might escape at night, but what would he be if left in a strange place with no refuge that he could fly to? This is not what he intends, and he does not mean to risk it. Three, buy water. Here is the safest way, in one respect, but with the most danger in another. On the water, he's powerless except at night. Even then, he can only summon fog and storm and snow and his wolves. But what he wrecked, the living water would engulf him, helpless, and he would indeed be lost. He could have the vessel drive to land, but if it were on friendly land wherein he was not free to move, his position still would be desperate. We know from the record that he was on the water, so what we have to do is ascertain what water? The first thing is to realize exactly what he's done as yet. We may then get a light on what his later task is to be. Firstly, we must differentiate between what he did in London as part of his general plan of action when he was pressed for moments and had to arrange as best he could. Secondly, we must see, as well as we can surmise it from the facts we know of, what he has done here. As to the first, he evidently intended to arrive at Galatz and send invoice to Varna to deceive us, lest we should ascertain his means of exit from England. His immediate and sole purpose, then, was to escape. The proof of this is the letter of instruction sent to Emanuel Hildsheim uh, to clear and take away the box before sunrise. There's also the instruction to Petrov Skinsky. These we must only guess at, but there must have been some letter or message since Skinsky came to Hildsheim. That so far his plans were successful, we know. The Tsarina Catherine made a phenomenally quick journey. I we so did.
0: Much
1: so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so much so that Captain Donaldson's suspicions were aroused. That's right. But his superstition united <laughs> <did. laughs> with his canniness, played the Count's game for him, and he ran with his favoring winds through fog and all, till he brought up blindfold at Galatz. That's the Count arrangements were well made, has been proved. Hillchime cleared the box, took it off, gave it to Skinsky, Skinsky took it here, and here we lose the trail. We only know that the box is somewhere on the water, moving along. The customs and the octroy, if there have been any, have been avoided. Now, we come to what the Count must have done after his arrival on land at Galat's. The box was given to Skinsky before sunrise. At sunrise, the count could appear in his own form. Here, we ask why Skinsky was chosen at all to aid in the work. In my husband's diary, Skinsky is mentioned as dealing with the Slovaks who trade down the river to the port. And the man's remarks that the murder was the work of a Slovak showed the general feeling against his class. The count wanted isolation. The surmise is this. That in London, the Count decided to get back to his castle by water, as the most safe and secret way. He was brought from the castle by Zgeny, and probably they delivered their cargo to the Slovaks, who took the box to Varna, for there they were shipped for London. Thus, the Count had knowledge of the persons who could arrange this service. When the box was on land before sunrise or after sunset, he came out from his box, met Skinsky, and instructed him what to do as it was arranged, the carriage up the box up some river. When this was done, and he knew that while all was in train, he blotted out his traces, as he thought, by murdering his agent. I have examined the map and find that the river is most suitable for the Slovaks to have sent it is either the Pruth or the sereth. I read in the typescript that in my trance I heard cows low and water swirling level with my ears and the creaking of wood. The count is in his box then, was on a river in an open boat, propelled probably either by oars or poles from the banks are near and is working against stream. There'd be no such sound if it floated downstream. God, this woman is a fucking genius. Right?
2: Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, it may not either be the serath or the pruth, but we may possibly investigate further. Now, of the two of these, the pruth is the more easily navigated, but the sereth is at fundu, joined by bitstreeta. Right? Which rounds up the Borgo Pass. Mm-hmm. The loop makes it manifestly as close to cas- Dracula's castle and can be got by water. Are we all s- picking up what I am putting down?
0: Yes! I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh my
1: God. Excuse me, I need a sip of water. Talk
0: amongst oh, yourselves. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs>
1: Okay. <sighs> Mina Hawker's journal continued. When I had done reading, Jonathan took me in his arms and kissed me. The others kept shaking me by both hands, and Dr. Van Helsing said,
0: Our dear Madame Mina drink. is once more our <laughs> teacher. Her eyes have been where we were blinded. You think? Now we are on the track once again, and this time we may succeed because we're idiots and she's not. Our enemy is at his most helpless. If we can come upon him by day on the water, our task will be over. He has a start, but he is powerless to hasten as he may not leave his box lest those who carry him may suspect. For them to suspect would be to prompt them to throw him in the stream where he perish. This he knows and will not. Now, men, to our enemy count- <laughs> right? <laughs> Men, to our council of war, for here and now we must plan what each and all shall do.
2: I shall get a steam launch and follow him, <laughs> said Lord Godalming.
0: <laughs> and I, horses on, to follow on bank, lest by chance he land. Good, both good, but neither must go alone. There must be force to overcome force if need be. The Slovak is strong and rough, and he carries rude arms. All. I've made those <laughs> gestures <laughs> while driving, too, you know. carries <laughs> rude arms? Well, does that, that end- mean he's flipping the bird?
1: <laughs> no, it means small guns. Oh, or, okay. Yeah. Clubs,
0: <laughs> things like that, yeah. Clubs,
1: yeah. All the men smiled, for amongst them they carried a small arsenal, said Mr. Morris.
0: I brought some Winchesters. They're pretty handy in a crowd, and there may be wolves. The Count, if you remember, took some other precautions. He made some requisitions on others that Mister that Mrs. Harker could not quite hear or understand we must be ready at all points.
2: Dr. Seward said, I think I had better go with Quincy. We have been accustomed to hunt together, and we two, well-armed, will be a match for whatever may come along. You must not be alone, Art. It may be necessary to fight the Slovaks and a chance thrust, for I don't suppose these fellows carry guns, would undo all our plans. There must be no chances this time. We shall not rest until the Count's head and body have been separated, and we are sure that he cannot reincarnate.
1: He looked at Jonathan as he spoke, and Jonathan looked at me. I could see the poor dear was torn about in his mind. Of course he wanted to be with me, but then the boat service would be most likely the one which would destroy the the vampire. Why Why did I hesitate to write that word? He was silent a while, and during his silence, Dr. Van Helsing spoke.
0: And spoke. And spoke. And spoke. 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 Friend Jonathan, this is to you for twice reasons. First, because you are young and brave and can fight, despite being incredibly emotional and fragile. And all energies (laughs) may be needed at the last. And again, it is your right to destroy him, that which has wrought such woe to you and yours. Be not afraid for Madame Mina, for she will be my care, <laughs> if oh, I may. I'm fucked. I am old. My legs are not so quick to run as once, and I am not used to ride so long or to pursue as need be, or to fight with lethal weapons. But I can be of other service. I can fight in other way, and I can die if need be, as well as younger men. Well, oh, now- that's encouraging. Mm, right. Yes. Have confidence. That's- I can die. <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> Now, let me say that what I would is this. While you, my lord Salting Cracker, and friend Jonathan go in your so little, swift little steamboat up the river, and with Jonathan and Quincy guard the bank where perchance he might land, I will take Madame Mina right into the heart of the enemy's country, because I am smart, with the old foxes tied in his box. Dr. Seuss.
1: Thank you, Dr. Seuss.
0: (laughs) Floating on the running stream once he cannot escape to land, where he dares not raise the lid of his coffin box lest his Slovak carrier should in fear leave him to perish, we shall go in the track where Jonathan went, from B Street over the Borgo and find our way to the Castle of Dracula. Here, Madame Mina's hypnotic power will surely help and we shall find our way, all dark and unknown otherwise. After the first sunrise, when we are near that fateful place, there is much to be done and other places to be made sanctified so that the nest of vipers will be obliterated. <laughs> Here. And Jonathan interrupted him hotly. Do you mean to say, Professor Van
2: Helsing, that you would bring Mina in her sad case and tainted as she (laughs) is with that devil's illness right into the jaws of his death trap? Not for the world, not for heaven or hell. He became
1: almost speechless for a minute and then he went on.
2: Do you know what that place is? Have you seen that awful den of hellish infamy with the very moonlight alive with grisly shapes and every speck of dust that whirls in the wind a devouring monster in embryo? Have you felt the vampire's lips upon your throat? Uh, actually, yeah, yes, he to me. she has. <laughs> she has. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> he, Terry turned to me and his eyes lit upon my forehead. He threw up his arms with a cry. Oh,
2: my God. God, what have we done to have this terror upon
1: us? And he sank down in the colla- a sofa in a collapse of misery. <laughs> I'm sure glad this is one of the people that I'm depending on to save my life. <laughs> yeah, so on his brand.
0: Salts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the professor's voice, as he spoke in clear, sweet tones which seemed to vibrate in the air,
0: calmed us all. Uh, I take back what I said about you being the young and strong and brave, but um, (laughs) anyway, oh, my friend, it is because I would save Madame Mina from that awful place that I would go. God forbid that I should take her into that place, but there is work, wild work to be done there that her eyes may not see. We men here, all save Jonathan, who's a cream puff, have seen with their (laughs) own eyes what it is to be done before that place can be purified remember that we are in terrible straits if the count escape us this time he is strong and subtle and cunning despite having child brain he may choose to (laughs) sleep him for a century and then in our time dear one he took my hand (laughs) would come him would come to him to keep him company and would be as those others as you jonathan saw you have told us of their gloating lips. You heard their ribald laugh as they clutched the moving bag that the count threw to them. You shudder, and well it may be. Forgive me that I make you so much pain. But it is necessary, eh, huh? My friend, it is, not a, is it not a dire need for which I am giving possibly my life? If it were that any one of us went into that place to stay, it is I who would have to go to keep them company. Jonathan
1: replied with a sob that shook him all over.
2: Do as you will. We are in the hands of God.
1: Later. Oh, it did me good to see the way these brave men worked. How can women help loving men when they're so earnest and so true and so brave? Except Jonathan. And two, <clears throat> it made me think of the wonderful power of money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> ding,
0: ding, God, ding, baby. Ding.
1: What can it not do when it's properly applied? And what might it do when basely used? I felt so thankful that Lord Godalming is rich and that both he and Mr. <laughs> Morris, who also has plenty of money, are willing to spend it so freely. This is her outside voice. Wow. For if they did not, our little expedition could could not start either so promptly or so well-equipped as it will within another hour. It is not three hours since it was arranged what part either, each of us was to do. And now Lord Godalming and Jonathan have a lovely steam launch with steam up ready to start at a moment's notice. Choo, choo, choo. Dr. Seward and Mr. Morris has half a dozen good horses. Well-appointed. We have all the <laughs> maps and appliances of various kinds that can be had. Professor Van Helsing and I are to leave by the 1140 train tonight for Vesteri. Veresti, excuse me. Right, veresti. veresti. Sure, sure. We're to get a, we're to get a carriage to drive to the Borgo Pass. We're bringing a good deal of ready money, as we're to buy a carriage and horses. We'll should drive ourselves, for we have no one whom we can trust in this matter. The professor knows something of a great many languages, so we'll get on all right. We've all got arms, even for me, a large bore revolver. <laughs> Jonathan would not be happy unless I was armed like the rest. Alas, <laughs> I cannot carry one arm that the rest do. The scar on my forehead forbids that. Dear Dr. Van Helsing comforts me that telling me that I am fully armed as there may be wolves, the weather is getting colder every hour and there are snow flurries which come and go as warning. Later, it took all my courage to say goodbye to my darling. We may never meet again. Courage, Mina. That's slapping herself in the face. The professor's <laughs> looking you keenly. His look is a warning. There must be no tears now unless it be that God will let them fall in gladness.
2: Jonathan Harker's Journal. October thirty. Night, I am writing this in the light from the furnace door of the steam launch. Lord Godalming is firing up. He is an experienced hand at the work, as he has had for years a launch of his own on the Thames and another on the Norfolk Broads. Regarding our plan, a roller
1: derby team, the Norfolk Broads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it should be. Oh, that's your band name. Uh, recording our pl- plans, we finally decided that Mina's guess was correct, and that if oh, anyone. Jesus! Oh, your little guess that paid off. Right. If any waterway was chosen for the count's escape back to his castle, the Sereth and then the Bistritza at its junction would be the one. Did I say that? Bistritza? Mm-hmm. Okay. We took it that somewhere about the 47th degree north latitude would be the place chosen for the crossing the country between the river and the Carpath- Carpathians. "'We have no fear in running at good speed up the river at night. "'There's plenty of water and the banks are wide enough apart "'to make steaming even in the dark easy enough. "'Lord Godalming tells me to sleep for a while "'as it is enough for the present for one to be on watch. "'But I cannot sleep. "'How can I with the terrible danger hanging over my darling "'and her going out into that awful place? "'My only comfort is that we are in the hands of God.' Only for that faith, it would be easier to die than to live. And so be quit of all the trouble. Pull
1: yourself together, man.
2: Right? (laughs) Such a drama queen. Mr. Morris and Dr. Seward were off on their long ride before we started. They are to keep up the right bank far enough off to get on... Higher lands where they can see a good stretch of river and avoid the following of its curves. They have, for the first stages, two men to ride and lead their spare horses, four in all, so as not to excite curiosity. When they dismiss the men, which shall be shortly, they shall themselves look after the horses. It may be necessary for us to join forces. If so, they can mount our whole party. One of the saddles has a movable horn and can be easily adapted for Mina if required. It is a wild adventure we are on here as we are rushing along through the darkness with the cold from the river seeming to rise up and strike us with all the mysterious voices of the night around us. It all comes home. We seem to be drifting into unknown places and unknown ways into a whole world of dark and dreadful things. Godalming is shutting the furnace door. 31 October. Halloween. 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 (laughs) Halloween? <laughs> it, at, at this time period was halloween was actually celebrated. it was november, or november what? 1st all saints day all okay all right so that o- was all hallows
0: eve
2: wasn't quite the thing it is now i guess not quite anyway but yeah okay 31 october Still hurrying along. The day has come and Godalming is sleeping. I am on watch. The morning is bitterly cold. The furnace heat is grateful, though we have heavy fur coats. As yet, we have passed only a few open boats, but none of them had on board any box or package of anything like the size of the one we seek. The men were scared every time we turned our electric lamp on them and fell on their knees and prayed. Oh my God, who are
0: these crazy Englishmen?
2: (laughs) 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 1 November. Evening. No news all day. We have found nothing of the kind we seek. We have now passed into the Bistritza, and if we are wrong in our surmise, our chance is gone. We have overhauled every boat, big and little. Early this morning, one crew took us for a government boat and treated us accordingly. We saw in this a way of smoothing matters. So at Fondue, where the Bistritza runs into the Sarath, we got a Romanian flag, which we now fly conspicuously. With every boat which we have overhauled since then, this trick has succeeded. We have had every deference shown to us and not once any objection to whatever we chose to ask or do. Some of the Slovaks tell us that a big boat passed them, going at more than usual speed, as she had a double crew on board. This was before they came to Fundu, so they could not tell us whether the boat turned into the Bistrica or continued up on the Sarath. At Fundu, we could not hear of any such boat, so she must have passed there in the night. I am feeling very sleepy. The cold is perhaps beginning to tell upon me, and nature must have rest sometime. Godalming insists that he shall keep the first watch. God bless him for all his goodness to poor dear Mina and me. November 2, morning. It is broad daylight. That good fellow would not wake me. He says it would have been a sin to, for I slept peacefully and was forgetting my trouble. It seems brutally selfish to me to have slept so long and let him watch all night, but he was quite right. I am a new man this morning. That won't last long. (laughs) As I sit here and watch him sleeping, I can do all that is necessary, both as to minding the engine, steering, and keeping watch. I can feel that my strength and energy are coming back to me. I wonder where Mina is now and Van Helsing. They should have got to Veresti about noon on Wednesday. It would take them some time to get the carriage and horses. So if they had started and traveled hard, they would be about now at the Borgo Pass. God guide and help them. I am afraid to think what may happen. If We could only go faster, but we cannot. The engines are throbbing and doing their utmost. I wonder, yeah, throbbing. I wonder well, how Dr. Wow. Seward and Mr. Morris are getting on. There seem to be endless streams running down the mountains into this river, but as none of them are very large at present at all events, though they are terrible Doubtless in winter and when the snow melts, the horsemen may not have met much obstruction. I hope that before we get to Strasba, we may see them. For if by that time we have not overtaken the count, it may be necessary to take counsel together what to do next. I need a water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, We have long stretches. Yeah. Long stretches. (laughs) You know, I'm used to it. I don't know about you weaklings. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: dr seward's diary so seward is with morris right mm-hmm.
1: yes clippity oh, okay. clop
2: clippity clop there this we go the,
1: these are the two people that you actually do want to be with
2: right exactly oh, this yeah. yeah yeah okay two november Three days on the road, no news and no time to write if it there had been, for every moment is precious. We have had only the rest needful for the horses, but we are both bearing it wonderfully. Those adventurous days of ours are turning up useful. We must push on. We shall never feel happy till we get the launch in sight again. 3 November. We heard at Fundu that the launch had gone up the Bistriza. I wish it wasn't so cold. There are signs of snow coming, and if it falls heavy, it will stop us. In such case, we must get a sledge and go on, Russian fashion. 4 November Today, we heard the launch having been detained by an accident when trying to force a way up the rapids. The Slovak boats get up all right by aid of a rope and steering with knowledge. Some went up only a few hours before. Godalming is an amateur, fitted himself, and evidently it was he who put the launch in trim again. Finally, they got up the rapids all right with local help and are off on the chase afresh. I fear that the boat is not any better for the accident. The peasantry tell us that... After she got up, got upon smooth water again, she kept stopping every now and again so long as she was in sight. We must push on harder than ever. Our help may be wanted
0: soon. Yeah, because the saltine cracker <clears throat> and harker are going to yeah. be like drowning.
1: Yeah, they're bail. <laughs> they're stopping to bail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mina Hawkins' journal, 31 October. Arrived at Veresti at noon. The Perefressa tells me that this morning at dawn he could hardly hypnotize me at all and that all I could say was dark and quiet. He's off now buying a carriage and horses. He will say that he'll later on try to buy additional horses so that we may be able to change them on the way. We have something more than 70 miles before us. Oh, God help us. The country is lovely and most interesting. If only we were under different conditions, how delightful it would be to see it all. If Jonathan and I were driving through it alone, what a pleasure it would be to stop and see people and learn something of their life. And to fill our minds and memories with all the color and picturesqueness of the whole wild, beautiful country and the quaint people. But alas. Later, Dr. Van Helsing has returned. He got the carriage and the horses. We're to have some dinner and start in an hour. The landlady is putting us up a huge basket of provisions. It seems enough for a company of soldiers. The professor encourages her and whispers to me that it may be a week before we can get any good food again. He's been shopping, too, and he's sent home such a wonderful lot of fur coats and wraps and all sorts of warm things. There'll be not any chance of our being cold. That sounds like famous last words right (laughs) Right. Right. We shall soon be off. I'm afraid to think what may happen to us. We are truly in the hands of God. He alone knows what may be. And I pray him with all the strength of my sad and humble soul that he'll watch over my beloved husband, that whatever may happen, Jonathan may know that I loved him and honored him more than I can say. And my latest and and my last latest and truest thoughts will always be for him and now that she's referring to herself in the past tense I think that's where we'll put a pin in it for today right
0: a safety pin <laughs> a safety, <laughs> put a safety <laughs> pin all right and I can do it I'm Captain Donaldson
2: oh my god <laughs> oh
0: man all right
2: I wow okay. okay yeah there's not much to say on this one Mm-mm. so what's coming up in the last chapter Kate Aww.
0: Well, um some hot Transylvanian chicks invite Mina for a girls night out. We get one last dose of casual racism. A couple of characters go out with a whimper, not a bang, and it's the fucking end.
1: Oh yay. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of activity and some surprises tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I can't I literally cannot wait right and don't forget (laughs) to check us out on patreon at patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals
2: yes there are only a few days left in the month of october to join us on patreon at the drunk dracula gals tier for one dollar you get all these dracula episodes plus all of our other lit crit episodes
0: that's right and thanks again for joining us please subscribe leave a rating a review and tell your friends and family about us especially if They're like, you know what? You guys don't have a clue. Let me sit down and put this all in a spreadsheet for you and then go ahead, ignore me and turn me into bait. It's fine. (laughs) Finally, always remember, if the undead can behave badly, then so can you.